Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, she noticed. Cut. Start over. Let's try to remember that. Jumping on real quick. Let's get this closer too. Hey, what's up, everybody? Isaac here with Civil Engineering Academy. Jumping on real quick. I'm excited about another podcast episode that we have to share with you. Uh, hey, if you haven't liked or shared this stuff, make sure you're doing it. All the YouTube algorithms and all that jazz. Love this, uh, the likes and the comments. So, you know, make sure you're doing that stuff and share it with a friend because I know you have other engineering friends out there. So make sure you're sharing this stuff. Anyway, I'm excited about today's guest. Uh, she's the creator of Iron Ring Girls. And um, she noticed, you know, there were some skills that she was not learning in college uh, that she had to learn in the workplace and started talking about her experience in engineering as a woman and ended up starting Ring Girls to share these experiences. And it's grown into a massive following of other women that are jumping into engineering and sharing their experiences as, as well. She started the website Ironing Girls. It's a huge Instagram following. And her name is Mina Desianyan. And she uh, started this to help other women that are jumping into the engineering field. So she has tons of resources over there for anybody jumping in and uh, needing additional help or even a community to, to, to join with and, and talking about any issues that you may be facing or just need support and the journey that you're going through in engineering. We talk all about it in this episode. So I'm excited to share this one with you because we talk about her own journey into the world of engineering issues that she has faced. We talk about three red flags for women as they start in the workplace. We talk about tips to help you and all of this good stuff. So anyway, I'm excited to share this episode with you. I don't want to give it all away, but it's all good stuff. And, uh, you know, it's going to be coming up right after this. All right, Mina, welcome to the Civil Engineering Academy podcast. I'm excited that you are joining us today. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to start this conversation. This is going to be great. So um, I guess before we start diving into, I guess, more about, um, you know, your website and social media stuff and what you do, I would love to hear, uh, I guess, in your own words, a little bit more about your own background into engineering, how you found yourself there. Was there an influence that pointed you that way or you just came to that on your own? And maybe if you could tell us what you're what you're doing today, that would be great as to letting us know a little bit more about you. Yeah, definitely. Um, I wish my journey was a little bit more exciting, but it's more of a very streamlined, basic journey of, you know, I was in high school and I had pretty good grades and I was like, hmm, what can I do with high grades? And engineering was just one of the options. Like I knew I didn't really want to go into medicine or law. So 
usually people that, especially people that are good at math and sciences and have higher grades, they consider engineering. Um, so I actually applied for architecture as well. I didn't get in. So civil engineering was my second option. Um, and that's pretty that's a much good option. Started. It's a great option. And yeah. uh, unfortunately, I didn't know that it was a great option at the time. But uh, as you know, an 18 year old that's coming out of high school, you don't really see your 10 year future, you just think about, okay, what am I going to go study? And mm -hmm. for the next, you know, four to five years. And basically, that's what I did. I got accepted to civil engineering at the University of Toronto. And I, uh, it took me four years to finish my degree. And I finished it with a minor in uh, engineering business. And I currently work in construction development. So I work as a project manager in the development of residential and commercial projects. Wow, that's great. Um, that's awesome. You got through school in four years. I think most people that start the civil engineering journey ends up being five or, or six sometimes. So, you know, yeah, it's, get, it's minimum of through. four. Yeah, I just wanted to get it over with. <laughs> that's awesome. So uh, I guess fast forward, you're a project manager, which is awesome. Um, I think people that dive into civil engineering sometimes think that they may be stuck um, doing a bunch of calculations and doing that that kind of stuff. And what I like about civil engineering is that there's a branch of areas you know that you could go into, and one of them is project management. So if you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to be stuck doing like design work and stuff all, all the time, that's usually not the case. You can kind of branch out and go to these other areas. So uh, are you enjoying project management? Is that something you have found that you've been enjoying? Yeah, it's something that took me a while to figure out. And just like you said, there are so many options and career options that you have with a degree in engineering and specifically in civil engineering. And uh, I, again, I really wish somebody had told me this stuff a little bit earlier on, but I actually started in transportation design. So I worked mm. in that field for two years after I graduated and I realized, you know, it, and at the beginning, I was just very excited to get a job. I was excited to make money. I was excited to get out of school. Ooh. So the type of work that I did wasn't really a priority. I just wanted to, you know, open up um, doors for myself in big companies, which I did. And it was, a, you know, good two years where I learned things, but ultimately it didn't necessarily fit with my personality. And that's what I kind of want more people to pay attention to. It's, not only do you enjoy the work that you do, but does it kind of fit in your personality? So for mm -hmm. me, design work where it's a lot of focused, sitting behind the computer kind of work wasn't really in line with how I felt comfortable. I Now I realize project management is a better fit for me because I'm really good at communication. I actually enjoy um, managing like the entire scope of the project versus diving into one detail and focusing yeah. on that. So yeah, like figuring that out help makes me want to be in the field longer because I'm more comfortable with what I'm doing now. If I had stayed in design, I think I would have just been like, Oh, engineering is so bad. I don't really like it, but it's not about engineering. It's just about the type of work, you know? Right. That's great advice. Great advice. 
Um, well, let's fast forward, I guess, a little bit more and let's talk about what you're doing now on social media because we connected uh, over uh, your social media platform, which is Iron Ring Girls. You also have a website about that. Um, and it, it's great, but I want you to talk about it in your own words. So how, uh, tell us more about Iron Ring Girls, uh, how, how that started, and how you even came up with the name for that. Yeah, so Iron Ring Girls started when I had recently graduated. So it started back in 2015. I graduated in 2014. And to be honest, I, I was really unhappy when I started working because mm -hmm. It was this built-up excitement of, of studying engineering, getting the degree, passing the exams, getting good grades. And then I guess I'd never really thought about what would come after, like what would life be like after I graduate and get my degree. So when I started working, and you know, when you're a junior working, they give you a lot of grunt work as well. Like you have an engineering degree, but you might still have to make a couple copies and, you know, do all the work mm -hmm. that other people don't want to do. So it was kind of a bummer to me. And I felt demotivated. I felt very unsure of what I had done in the past four years, which was, you know, getting an engineering degree, like, did I do the right thing? Um, what's going to happen? Am I going to have to do this for the rest of my life until I retire? So I started posting some relatable content on Instagram. And back then, Instagram was not the Instagram that we have today. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, you know, it was the communities were a lot smaller. And um, I started posting like funny stuff that would happen to me at work. And very quickly, people caught on. They were relating to the content. They were like, oh, you know, this is happening to me as well. And to be honest, back then, there was no... Like, you know how right now we have a lot of like influencers in mm -hmm. every field and then especially in the STEM field. We had none of that back then. Right. And um, it's like one uh, an Instagram page focused on engineering, which was very like male heavy. Like it wasn't even funny. Like they thought they were funny, but it wasn't really funny. So I think when we started posting a different type of humor, well, when I started posting different approach and different type of humor it just caught on and the community grew um and that's basically how iron ring girls started and obviously it's the iron ring so i don't know if people know this but uh, when you graduate from engineering in canada and i think some states and uh, some parts of the states as well um they give you an iron ring that you uh, wear on your pinky finger so hence the wow. name iron ring girls <laughs> yeah okay that makes more sense um yeah. <laughs> Well, it seems like uh, it's it's kind of taken off, you know, with what you're doing. And I'm sure, uh, you know, it's a male-dominated area and you're expressing things that are happening at work. Is there something that you wish um, you would could have told yourself when you started this this journey in engineering that, that, you know, you know now, advice you'd give yourself, you know, if you were just starting over again about this field? There's so many things. <laughs> um, but one of the most important one is I would tell myself that engineering is not just about engineering. It's actually a lot about the environment that you're in and the people that you're working with. Um, my first job, I had a really awful experience with management. Like my manager was, um, not necessarily a very outgoing, supportive 
person. And mm. uh, the, uh, not just me, but the whole company had issues with this person. So it kind of created this bad experience for me. And when you're, I mean, when you're an experienced person, you know what to do. But when you're a, when you're a junior, you don't really know how to handle situations like that. You might not know how to handle situations like that. So uh, I quit after two years and I, and I started work elsewhere. But as technical as engineering is, it's such a team effort. It's, it's not one brain. It's many multiple brains working to get something done, whether it's design or management. Um, things go forward with a group of people working together. And if that group of people is not supportive, doesn't have the right culture, doesn't know how to communicate effectively, not only does it ruin the experience for everybody, but it does also doesn't let the project go forward. Uh, mm -hmm. And I wish more people knew how important it was that their environment and the culture that they work in is almost like 50, 50 if not more, 50% of, of the whole, you know, story. Um, yep. So if, learning these soft skills or knowing that if they're in a bad environment that it's not them it's the environment like they can they can go elsewhere like your first job isn't going to be your job forever i think that's very important for people that are starting out to realize you know yeah i totally agree so that's great advice for people just starting out something you could definitely tell yourself as you're starting out this journey um and having a, a boss that doesn't really inspire confidence, you know, never goes well. It just so. ruins it. It just ruins, it ruins your day. It ruins your, not just your nine to five, but it ruins like your five to, you know, the rest of the night. It just mentally really messes you up. <laughs> very true. Very true. Um, well, I guess to piggyback on that, how can, I, I guess, women in general, um, how can they, have more confidence as they're going through college and, and even in the workplace um, in, in this area that's kind of male dominated. Um, do you have any tips around that? I think confidence, or at least for myself, because all I can do really is speak from my personal experience, but confidence stems from knowing that you're not the only person and it's necessarily not your fault you know, mm -hmm. when something happens, that's where confidence comes from. Because again, when you're a junior, and it all starts from, you know, that those first experience, like that, that one to five years of ex the first uh, five years of experience that you have after school, like that really shapes your career a lot, I feel like. And if you blame yourself for everything that happens, if you don't know how to handle other people's bad behaviors, um, and that will affect your confidence in the future. And my advice is to like the way to build confidence is to kind of be very aware of what's going on around you and not just around you in your own company, but in other communities and like ask you, talk to your friends. Has this happened to you? Is this normal for this to happen to me? Talk to HR if it's very extreme. Talk to your other coworkers. Like, is it normal for this person to behave like this in this meeting? Or I'm a little shy and I can't really talk in this meeting. What do I do? Like, people will give you advice that will actually help you in your actions, which will eventually help you in your confidence. So a lot of confidence is just broader knowledge and asking people, is this normal? Like, is this yeah. the way it's supposed to be? 
um, like, is it normal for this person to not make eye contact with me in the meeting, but make eye contact with everybody else? Like, these are small things um, that affect you, but people might not realize it. Hmm. One interesting thing is, for example, the way people sit in meetings. Like, if you notice, I've noticed it myself because I work with a lot of men, especially because I work in construction, but they are so relaxed. Like, they're always leaning back on their chairs, legs are wide, arms are wide. And it's intimidating. And you never think Mm. of it because I'm personally not used to sitting like that. So that doesn't mean I have to change the way I sit. That just means I have to not let that intimidate me. I'm not saying I'm going to, you know, change the way I'm seating and just like, you know, make my legs wide open and arms wide open. But it just means that, you know what? Men are just maybe like this sometimes, some men. And I shouldn't let it affect me. I shouldn't let it intimidate me. Right. Like that's confidence that that builds confidence. That's great. Yeah, and if you can find people you can bounce stuff off to and know you're not alone. I love that advice that you have for for uh, people finding more confidence. That's great. Um, there was uh, something that I read on your site and it was called um, some red flags for women um, as they start a new job or as they're in the workplace. And I'm just curious, you know, if you could comment on what some of those red flags might mean for women that are starting out so they're aware of, of stuff that may be coming their way as they're starting this journey or even as they're in it right now. So do uh, you have any um, tips r- around those? Yeah. Let me go read my blog post and see what they wrote. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, one thing is definitely to pay attention to the behaviors of others in your company or in the company Mm. that you're working with. So is the turnover rate high? Are people quitting within six months, within a year? Um, Are people gossiping about that one bad manager and everybody just puts up with them because, you know, they're the manager. Uh, Like really pay attention to the behaviors of people working in that company because, uh, it tells you a lot. Like if you see people are constantly quitting in in short periods of time, there's a reason for that. Uh, It's not because of the work. Most of the time it's because something's up, you know, and companies are very good at hiding these things. And you can tell from, again, from the employees behaviors, um, you know, if this is the place for you. So that's, that's a big red flag. I feel like. And sometimes it's hard to know that until you're like in it you know but maybe you can maybe there's a way for you to contact employees that already work there you know linkedin is obviously a powerful tool to connect with people and if you can get any sort of insight as to the company culture or feelings uh, without everything being sunshine sunshine and uh, and roses about every company that you ever look at yeah. um that's very helpful so yeah good point uh mm-hmm. you got some more i know there's some more there's so many. <laughs> I guess one of them I read that I really liked. One of them I, I read that I liked is that you're not a party planner. Um, what does that mean? Oh my god! So naturally, for some reason, when you're a woman hired within a company, you automatically become the party planner. You become the one who gets cake for some people's birthdays. You are the one that books reservations for company events. You're not, you don't have an administrative position. Like you're hired as an engineer in training or a junior engineer. However, because you're a woman, they just assume 
that you enjoy doing those things. And you might actually enjoy doing, doing those things, but that default, that bias that, okay, well, she's a woman, let her handle this. Um, or automatically being the one that takes meeting minutes. Uh, these are just very subtle things that affect you. And first of all, if you enjoy doing them, do it, but you don't have to do it. Like that is not part of your job description. You can very easily and politely and nicely say, um, oh, would you like me to prioritize this project or would you like me to prioritize, you know, making reservations or getting a mm -hmm. cake because you have more important things to do. Um, so just be aware of that. Um, taking meeting minutes. Yes, juniors usually are the ones taking meeting minutes. But if two years, three years go by, other juniors are getting hired, but you're still the one that's taking meeting minutes, that's is that part of your job description? Is that something that somebody else can do? Because that kind of keeps you from participating in meetings. Like if you're taking meeting mm -hmm. minutes, you're, you're so focused in on writing oh, yeah. or typing that it keeps you from participating, asking questions or even offering, you know, valuable knowledge to the team. Um, sometimes a lot of people still have these biases and defaults. So as a woman, I think you should pay attention to these things and very openly and again, confidently and politely, um, you know, ask them if you can do otherwise. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh great advice and I, I love that you've identified those red flags when I was reading it I was like wow I had uh you know I I haven't experienced that but I could see that that is like the the bias that happens in workplaces that people default to and and um yeah it's definitely not right so I'm glad you pointed them out um I'm I'm curious on your own journey Mina into engineering what has been like the hardest part for you the hardest part for me, and I still haven't resolved it, and I think it's still a hard part of my career. Um, I've been in the industry for more than eight, eight years now, and it's finding that right place for myself. Mm. And I'm kind of starting to realize that there might not be one right place for people, but there's always things that you can learn from every job that you have that adds value to you as an asset. So what I mean by that is the first two years of my career, like I said, I worked in transportation design. I didn't really enjoy it, but it added certain skills to my resume and to me that made me who I am today. So I can use those skills. It could be soft skills or technical skills, but I'm using those skills today in my job, which is construction management, has nothing mm -hmm. to do with transportation design, but I'm, I'm creating, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at myself as an asset, as a valuable asset that is not all can not, can not, not only add value in my own life, but also in other companies' lives. I might not stay at the same company for five, 10, 20 years. I might change my job constantly. Um, which is scary because it makes you feel like you don't belong anywhere. It makes you feel like, you know, you're constantly moving around, but thinking of it as, you as an asset and not just, you know, you as part of a company. Um, that's kind of helped me a lot. And I think it's kind of been the biggest struggle for me and I'm still trying to resolve it, but it gets better and better the more I build myself and the more I build my career, you know? Um, yeah, and that makes I don't know sense. if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it totally makes sense. I think, um, you know, many people um, 
you know, so some people thrive on trying to, I don't want to say bounce around, but they try different positions or they move around to different companies. It might be either totally different roles or might be the same role just with different companies and trying to find that spot that makes sense for them, whether it's a perfect combination of, of the culture plus the work that that's involved or, or, or otherwise, but, and some people are looking for just more stability and, you know, waiting to, to try to find that spot that maybe is more stable. Maybe that's a, a larger company or something, you know, just not going to move, you know, or, or, or some people thrive on the smaller companies that maybe they're, you know, you take more active role and wear more hats in the whole, the whole department. But I, I think that definitely makes sense that you, that's something you're still discovering. And I think a lot of people probably felt the exact same way on their, in their own journeys. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I totally agree with you there. Um, in your journey in, in doing all of this, have, has there been a, a good resource that you've used or that you could recommend to, um, to anybody that's starting this engineering journey or that has helped you along the way? Yeah. Uh, Iron Ring Girls, yes. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Um, uh, no, Iron Ring Girls, you... honestly, it, it's, yeah, go ahead. I, I, I'm just saying, yeah, talk about Iron Ring Girls and what you provide there. That, that's a great resource yeah. for people. Community is, and I know it's, I kind of stay away from using that word too much sometimes because it's so overused, but the power it has in helping people is incredible. Like the, I've learned, and I run Iron Ring Girls with the help of, you know, I'm a big team, mm -hmm. but I learned so much from it myself. Like Iron Ring Girls has helped me in my career. It's helped me, it, and I've had it since, you know, 2015. And it's been such a huge part of my um, career building because not only do you see what other people are doing, but it just, they raise awareness on points that you never even think of because you mm. don't experience everything. Like you're one person, right. you only have a certain set of experiences, but now you have a community of what 20,000 people sharing their experiences. And I'm sure within these conversations and topics, people can relate to one thing, two things, 10 things. Right. Um, so I think any community, not just Iron Ring Girls, but if your university has a community, if the, a lot of companies have wise, like women in science and engineering groups, uh, they have um, so many different groups, even like uh, organizations like OSPI, Ontario Society of Professional Engineers, like that's what we have here in Ontario, Canada. Hmm. Um, find a community, find a group, whichever one speaks to you and and have conversations with them so that's number one the second would be uh mentors so mentors don't officially have to be like you know uh they don't have to have the title mentor they could be so many different people in your lives it could be a parent it could be a coworker. it could be a boss it could be a professor a teacher's assistant even a colleague a friend but mentors really give you constructive criticism and I think that's very necessary so that you kind of know what things you need to work on without feeling like, you know, you're a failure or anything. So I yeah. think if you can try and connect with people through the lens of mentorship, um, that's a huge, huge help. Um, 
not everybody has a parent that's an engineering that's a mentor so um like for me it's been um, uh, my dad and then eventually like my current boss he's a huge mentor to me um and they don't have to be female if you're a woman in engineering it could be like all my mentors have been male um use that to your advantages there's a lot of successful men in our profession so don't limit yourself to like only women um but again it's whatever you're comfortable with and whatever fits your role um the mentors are a huge part of of our careers i think makes sense i i think those are great resources um, do you have any uh, tips uh, for encouraging women to join engineering or STEM that, uh, that you could share with us? <laughs> uh, there's uh, It's so funny when you ask that because I think you can't, in, again, this is a very personal opinion that I have, sure. but you can't just tell people join engineering. It's great. Or, oh, we need more women in engineering. Like, we know that. We get it. We need more. We've heard that. to show people. Yeah, we've heard that before. But you just have to show them, you know? Mm. It's really not enough for us to just advocate for women in engineering. It's really not enough. It's a big part of it. But I think people just need to see more women. Like, companies need to hire more women in higher positions to show, hey, look, this was you like like this could be you in 20 years this could be you in 30 years like we need to show these things through actions and like what we do at iron ring girls is we feature a lot of people and that's the whole point of it to show hey look these people are graduating from engineering these people are working in these fields of engineering and it's possible if you're a high school student looking at these posts you're like oh okay this could be me in 10 years um so I I think it's important to show how rewarding it can be. So I, yeah, I totally agree that people need to, you know, show that you can move up in a company and be very successful in this field because oftentimes you don't see that. So, yeah, I think that's spot on. Yeah. And it's not just, you know, like you need to support them. Like you have to understand. And I think men are a huge, not they're a huge, huge part of this. This is not just a woman issue this is an everybody's issue Mm -hmm. like men need to be more supportive companies need to be more supportive they have to understand that women get pregnant they might want to raise families and they need to work with them and provide support for them in that regard um be supportive for people that go on mat leave and then come back to work like yeah let's not punish you for having babies like let's yeah you know like this let's make this a welcoming environment so you can still succeed and have a family. Yeah, exactly. Because, okay, let's say you've encouraged all these women to come into engineering and STEM and have corporate jobs. But if you don't facilitate the environment for them to grow and flourish in that environment, what's the point? (laughs) Like you're asking them to come in this profession, but within, you know, five, six, seven, 10 years of their career, they're gone. Um, one yeah. of the issues we have in the profession isn't necessarily having more women in engineering, but it's keeping women in engineering. Like that's a bigger yeah. issue right now. Yeah. So I think it's uh, more awareness that people and action is really necessary for that. Yep. Good points. Well, let's uh, let's highlight as we wrap this up. I guess some of the resources that women can find on your website. What are some things that you have there available for uh, resources that people can go check out? 
Yeah, so we have a variety of resources. We mainly are on Instagram and we host, you know, workshops where people can sign up. We These workshops can be different from, you know, how to work in construction and, you know, if you need to write a resume, how to negotiate your salary, like things like that. So mm-hmm. we host small workshops, we write blog posts, um, we just share as many resources as we can. We're kind of like home to the resources for women in engineering that are building their careers in Canada. Uh, but obviously, because it's a social media platform, it's, uh, you know, we have an international audience as well. But uh, yeah, Iron Ring Girls, you can find all those resources there. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure we point that and the people can connect with you there. I'm sure they can find you also on uh, LinkedIn, but uh, we'll link all that as well. So Mina, I appreciate you jumping on and sharing your tips and advice with us today. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye.